Welcome to Strata. I'm Glenn. And I'm Brandon. Welcome to the Minds on Muscle podcast. Minds on Muscle community, we are back. Fitness Pro Mentors, we love doing this live group. Honestly, Glenn and I are going to do a masterclass podcast episode all today on defusing client bombs. Ultimately, when you're working with your clients, at the very beginning of the relationship, you have to set up expectations clearly up front. But along the way, as you know, humans be humans. And we have to figure out exactly how we're going to navigate that conversation to move forward. So I'm really excited about this one. Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I love this topic because I think this is something that every exercise professional, every professional in general really deals with at some point, whether it's managing the client expectations, the boss's expectations. There's bombs that are going to go off in every relationship in your life, and learning how to diffuse them and talk about them and some of the strategies that we use when we talk to our clients and um, the clients that we have in the FPM program, how we coach them through some of these tough situations. I think this might be one of the most impactful podcasts that we do so far, only for that reason. Honestly, when we're talking about growing your business, and if you're a part of this little group, Fitness Pro Mentors, we talk about growing your professional practice. I want all of you individual trainers to be the CEOs of your own world. And what I'm really excited about, by the way, is next week, we're kicking off the Fitness Pro Leaders Mastermind Group, which is going to be a blast for Fitness Pro gym owners and really helping everyone scale and grow. But through this process, there are three things that are really important. When you are trying to build a business, you want to have a high quality referral network. You want to be able to grow your business and you also want to be able to maintain your business. Now, all of those things come from the very initial interaction you have with humans. Because when you're meeting a new client, setting up your expectations, but also them experiencing you, the professional version of you and the experience you provide in tandem with the results you provide, all of that turns into, are they going to refer people to you? Are they going to continue working with you? Are they going to stick around for some time? And we talk about lifetime value and all this stuff. That's why this is so important because if you don't set these expectations up at the very beginning, people leave. And if they don't leave, they might be unhappy because the expectations they thought they were having from your product and what you provide might not be the same thing. So everything we're gonna talk about with diffusing client bombs, it is not just diffusing client bombs. It turns into setting up the entire business and your entire business relationship. So I'm excited about it. So Glenn, I mean, what is a diffusing bomb? Like what is a bomb that you've had to deal with and that uh, you think is important for trainers to figure out how to deal with up front? Oh boy, I think there are so many different ones that come to mind, but I think every trainer or excess professional has experienced that kind of awkward conversation that you might have with your client during a session, whether they said something inappropriate or you said something that you thought was inappropriate, but it just left that air of like, something's not okay right now. Now, I will share a, uh, a story of mine, not necessarily in the exercise professional world. This is before I was an exercise professional, but when I worked at a predominantly women's athletic clothing company, and I was you a- You must mean Lululemon. <laughs> well, I was a, a team leader. Um, I think that's what they call it, or a key leader, a key leader. And we would have these quarterly slash like biannual uh, meetings where a lot of the local managers, assistant managers and key leaders in the stores nearest would all get together and we'd talk about business and we'd have these training days. So I was a part of a team that was leading one of them. We, we delegated to different stores every, every few months or every other, every other um, every half year, whatever that would be. And we were running ours and it was great. There was me and 19, 20 other women in that room. And we were doing a team building exercise and there was 20 of us standing on a, like a very small mat. It was kind of like a plastic tarp and we had to flip it over 
and none of us could touch the ground in the flipping over process. And so we had to find out as a team, how do we flip this mat over and not have anyone fall off and touch the lava, so to speak. And I remember um, a girl, I forget her name. I can remember her face, I forget her name. We'll call her Lori. I remember um, I had gone to the other side of the mat that was being flipped and I pulled Lori over and we got there and we we're smiling, laughing and I said, hug it out, bitch. And I'm sorry if that was even offensive on the, on the air here, but the, you could feel the air leave the room. It was like in the space where the air leaves the airlock and everyone was dead quiet. Yeah. And it slowly over a few minutes kind of got back to normal, but I felt the pressure of that. So that for me, I was like, oh, this bomb almost just went off here. And if I don't do something else, more bombs are going to go off. Like I'm going to speak to my manager about this afterwards, my assistant manager. This could get to regional HR. This could get bad. So after the exercise, and we were all sitting down doing a roundtable talking about it, I essentially said to everybody, listen, what I said was completely inappropriate. Um, I shouldn't have said that. I forget that my personal relationships with some of these people aren't the same as it is in a group setting. And if I made anyone feel uncomfortable, I'm really, really sorry. It wasn't okay. By no means was this acceptable in any way. And I hope we can all move forward, please. If anybody wants to speak to me personally about it, I'd be happy to. I just want to make sure everybody leaves today feeling empowered and good about what we did. And this really changed the entire dynamic of the rest of the, of the rest of the day. Because what did I end up doing? Well, I diffused that other bomb that could have gone off. I sure, Very I set important. off one landmine, but by being vulnerable and discussing with people, taking full responsibility and giving everyone essentially the space to talk about whatever they need to talk about in order to be complete with the situation, we could then move forward. Because here's the thing. If you are speaking to somebody and there's something between you two and it's unspoken, there's some sort of weird energy or mutual mystification where both of you know there's something going on, it'd be like me having a chair in front of me and then being like to you, Brendan, hey, Brendan, come give me a hug. And just having this chair in front of us or some other object. I just couldn't do it. It's awkward. Yeah. So when you clear the air and you diffuse these bombs right in front of you before they blow up, great things can happen. You retain clients, you can move forward more powerfully in your relationship. And we all know from the storytelling that we do, one of the big things is overcoming obstacles. And when you overcome an obstacle and you learn and grow what happens, your relationship is stronger than it was before. So a lot of times these conversations that we have with clients, these tough ones, they're actually saving graces. They actually make the relationship stronger than they were before. Yeah, it's a great example. And I think that that's, you know, a great kind of like segue into just talking about this idea that we learned from Greg Mack and we've really run with this, this identity versus role thing because who you are as a person and how you may joke around colloquially with your friends is very different than how you may be in a role setting. And it's hard because sometimes you might have a great experience with some people in your role, right? You might build these personal relationships with staff, personal relationships with clients, and you talk about more personal things to build a reputation and, and rapport, which is fantastic, but it's really easy to accidentally go, I'll talk it out, bitch, because you feel so comfortable. And I totally get how that could happen. But I mean, this is amazing because if we have this identity, right, Glenn and me, we have who we are, the natural self, a summation of our natural strengths and insecurities and our preferences and our weaknesses and whatever it may be. On top of that, we have these roles that we play, salesperson, trainer, marketer. And how I like to talk about is that all of those roles that we have this thing that we talk about in the mentorship is creating your CEO avatar. That if you're going to grow and scale and be this superstar version of you in front of all of these people, what is the CEO version of you? What is the best, most powerful, most financially stable, most happy version of you look like? And if you have that version of you and you think about what a 
$250,000 version of you a year looks like, it's easy to reverse engineer the characteristics. It's really easy to, I shouldn't say easy, it's simple to reverse engineer the characteristics and try to apply them into your life. And it's tough because, and I know you're just describing, you learned from that experience. I'm sure if Glenn was the CEO of Lululemon, it would be unlikely that he would go, let's hug it out, B, because... It's just not necessarily appropriate and you don't necessarily know how someone's going to interpret that, which is tough. I mean, this is where, in my opinion, religion, politics, and all those types of things should be off the table. But let's talk about more, maybe a more practical example, right? For most clients, we have this thing that we like to talk about, an education-based close. And so we talk about setting up professional expectations. And so, Glenn, if we're setting up professional expectations going into a client relationship, even from the first meeting, what are some things that are important to you when you're starting a client relationship? Well, I think you want to outline all the stuff that's most important to you in that professional relationship. Now, it could be different for every exercise profession, but I got a couple on my mind, and then I'm sure you've got a couple as well. Um, The first is you should always, 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 and I can't stress this enough, always set up your cancellation policy up front before you take any money. I'm sorry, before you take any money from anyone. Let the people know that are your prospects. Say to them, hey, listen, just so you know, I have a 24-hour cancellation policy. If you cancel in under 24 hours, I still bill and charge for the session. Are you okay with that? Simple conversation, very straightforward, very direct. Most people are going to understand that and they're going to respect your time. What really sucks is not having that conversation and then being three or four sessions in and then having a client cancel on you and knowing that's your policy, but they didn't know that. And then you say, hey, listen, I got to charge you for the session. And they say to you, oh, wait, but you didn't tell me that. I thought it was just okay if I canceled. That's a bomb that just went off, right? We are diffusing that bomb way beforehand. The other thing that I always talk about with people is I always tell them, listen, I want a clear and open line of communication. Something I always talk about. I know other trainers don't, but I always say, hey, listen, I'm working with you with your body. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about how you're feeling that day, how an exercise felt. I want to be in communication with you for your exercise. And while I'm okay to chat a little bit and be personal with you during your sessions, you getting towards your goals, getting to where you want to go and feeling your best is my fundamental objective. And if we're not communicating about that during our sessions, you're not going to get as far as you want to, as often as you want to. Are you okay if we communicate a lot during sessions about how you feel? Those are like my two big things, at least to begin with. Now, I got more, Brandon, but I'm sure you got some too that you set up at the very beginning. What do you got on your plate? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I would just say like kind of umbrelling this whole thing. You setting up professional expectations and verbal contracts just up front is already an experience that most clients are not going to be familiar with, especially from this terribly diluted and unregulated field that we call personal training. It is seldom that a personal trainer sits down with someone and goes, hey, very quickly, Glenn, just want to let you know, I have a 24-hour cancellation policy. Is that okay with you? If you miss the session, I'm going to charge the full session. If you're unhappy with my services and you don't like the way direction things are going, can you keep me posted and let me know? I find most of the time when people are working with me and they're unhappy how things are going, they just send me an email and say, hey, you know what? I'm done with this relationship. I'll get back to you. Thanks for everything. And then you get stuck in email and voicemail jail. If you're ever unhappy with the direction that people that we're going, can you please let me know so I can either try and change my process or refer you out? Is that okay? 
that's perfectly fine. I appreciate you sharing those. Perfect. And it'll go both ways that if I'm unhappy with how things are going, I'll let you know about that. Is that okay? Yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, honestly, we're working with a pretty challenging goal here. I know you've been working to try and lose weight for the last three years. And we have a new scientific approach that we're going to do with you that's going to really make some long-term changes in your body. But like we discussed when we first sat down, these results might not necessarily be really, really quick, but they're going to happen over time. If it's going to take some time and you start getting frustrated with the process, can you keep me posted and let me know so we can make sure we're keeping you happy? I know I, I appreciate that attention to detail, Brandon. Most people don't even have these conversations. And so one thing I learned from Tom Purvis, custom fit exercise, awesome. What we need to do is we need to have custom fit conversations. And so this is what's really tough is that we can't necessarily give you a protocol because what I would suggest you do is with setting up these professional expectations, you should kind of do three things. One, you should have a series of standard ones that are specific to your business. Cancellation policy, satisfaction, um, being punctual, no cell phones, whatever it might be. Second, you should have a second layer that's 100% specific to the individual in front of you. For example, if you have a husband and wife that are a team coming to see you and you've got a husband that's seen you for three years and then he recommends his wife comes to see you, one of the expectations I like to set up is, hey, wife, client, thank you so much for coming in. One thing that's really important to me is that if our relationship doesn't work out, that it won't influence my relationship with your husband and vice versa. Working with you, I'm looking at each one of you's individual relationships. Is there any way that if something pops up that you and I can keep this conversation going because I want to make sure both of you get 100% value from this? and other versions of that conversation. That's 100% specific to that relationship and potential problems, which we need to talk about, that could come up uh, down the line. And then the third is kind of a learned behavior version of this in that over time, you're gonna find within your business that you have specific problems that keep popping up. Like you experience no-shows around the 24th week. Or this particular client, when you do a reassessment, they have a problem with X, Y, and Z, which I'll tell you a story in a second. You can set that up in a future expectation setting session. All of these set very specific social and professional contracts that help you make sure that you solve problems way before they happen. What is the value in this besides coming across professional? Lifetime value. We're trying to diffuse bombs that pop up that are really common in our service-based industry so we can keep people in our world longer because retention is a massive pillar in our business, right? There's three big pillars, but retention is huge. And then ultimately, more importantly, the client continues to get results because if they're not in one of our final destination funnels, they're leaving or hiring somebody else. And if they leave and go do nothing, that sucks. They're going to be unhealthier. And if they leave and go hire somebody else, what the heck did we not do that we could have done that would have kept them in our world? So these conversations are huge. They're really big. I love this. Well, and it's, you know, obvious. So, I mean, it should go without saying that your relationship with these clients, you're trying to deliver as much value as possible. That should always be at the forefront. We know that. The flip side of that for yourself and your career you might be leaving thousands of dollars on the table because these clients are leaving and you don't have anyone to put in your schedule right now and that all could have been avoided because you set up these contracts and you had these tough conversations when they first started eating at you. For sure. I mean, that, that for me is like one of the biggest things when it comes to a monetary income perspective, hands so, down. So I'll tell you guys a story of a client that actually just came back this week and it's a funny six-year-long story. And so... I usually, if I have someone that I sense that there's some sort of like iffy behavior about moving forward, in most cases, I will try to, to push them to not work with me, 
to see if they really want to leave, they can leave because I don't want anybody to be here that doesn't want to be here. But once in a while, there'll be someone that has kind of that behavior and they have some serious, serious stuff going on that I know that I can help with. And I'll try to take them on as a, as a client, not to challenge myself, maybe a little bit, but also to really help these people. And so there's this one particular client that I've been working with on and off for the last six years. And he is by far one of my most surgically modified clients. I think he's had 17 different surgeries on his back. He has multi-level spinal fusion from T11 all the way down to L5, which is insane. After several of these fusion Harrington rod surgeries he had, he had infections that popped up. So he had to have debrinement surgeries, which is literally going in and cleaning up the infections. The pain from all of this was so bad that he consistently got lidocaine injections and other nerve blocking style injections down to his lower extremities, which modified how he walked. So he's got nerve damage, well, nerve decreased communication in his feet. So he walks with a cane, can barely move, and has an excruciating pain and struggles. And so he found me, his wife was working with one of our trainers and he recommended that this particular client comes to see me. We sat down. And so right off the bat, when someone has that much stuff and they're in that much pain, what does everyone want if they're in that much pain? Pain relief, right? They want the pain to go away. And so at the very beginning, and I'm always very forthcoming, hey, listen, I, there's no way I can guarantee that your pain is going to change with what I do. I'm an exercise person. I'm a strength person. But if I could work on your endurance and strength and you could walk better, move easier, and it took a series of time, maybe six months to a year to really feel a big, big difference, would that be a value to you? And he's like, oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Great. So after working some time together, three months goes by, and then he goes, oh, my surgeon recommends that I have another surgery that might help with the pain faster. I'm going to do that instead. I'm going to stop coming in. I'm going to go have the surgery. I said, okay, no problem. So he left and then he comes back again. And so now that I can start to see, ah, he's a come and go kind of guy. The second conversation I sat down with him and I said, hey, listen, listen, I'm really scared that we're going to start working together for three months. And then an opportunity for you to have a surgery and injection is going to pop up and you're going to leave and go do that. And what we're doing, consistency is a really big part of this. And I had some science and some data I showed him. He goes, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do that again. I don't want any more surgeries. I'm done. So we started working together. Three months goes by. He leaves. And so now it has been five or six times that he's come and gone over the last six years with me and doing more surgeries, more nerve blocking. And as you can imagine, do you think his problems are getting solved from any of these procedures? There's no change. And in fact, in the last six years, he has gotten worse and worse and worse. So last time before he left, as a perfect example of trying to put out a fire. We are three months into, the, into our work. I know he's on a three-month cycle. And then near the end of the three months, he goes, my doctor brought up and I said, hey, client, listen, I want to stop you right there. I'm really scared. And he goes, you're scared. Why? I said, because every time you start bringing up a conversation around this, around the three-month mark, usually what happens is you will go have a surgery, a procedure, or an injection, which you absolutely should if you think it's going to help. But at that time, you cut me off, we stop working together, and I'm always having to restart when I see you again the next time. Is there any way that if you go down this surgical path, we can continue working together for the next several months to at least try and make progress on our first plan? Oh, no, 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 that's not gonna happen. Don't be worried about that. What happens? He left. He just came back yesterday. And I spoke to him on the phone before he came back because I was not going to take him on. I spoke to one of the trainers here that knows him. And I'm like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm really scared for what's going to happen. And this touch and go, he's wasting money. He's not getting anywhere. And he picked up the phone. He goes, listen, I spoke to my friends. I spoke to my doctor. And all of them are telling me two things. 
No more surgeries. Surgery is not going to make any difference on the pain. And I have to be consistent with exercise. And my counselor, who's helping with my depression because I can't move well, also said I have to do this consistently. He said, I'd like to come back. I'm not going anywhere. I want to put in a good solid year to make some changes. Now, that took six years. And over that six years, I consistently had that same conversation with him because I'm not trying to finagle him and push him into a sales relationship that he doesn't want, like sell, sell him on staying. It's really like I'm, as a consultant telling him, honestly, you, you can do surgeries and stuff like that, but we need to work on these weaker pieces because you at the age of 68, you're not getting any younger. And so finally, he's here to stay. But that's a tough thing. Like if you've got someone, you have the, the, the confidence you have to have to be able to have that conversation of, hey, listen, you're completely cutting yourself open. Do that if you think it's, and it is the best fit for you medically. But we need to talk about how you're going to take care of yourself health long-wise. And it, it takes a long time to build that up. It's, it's hard. So that's a perfect example of a customized story and strategy around helping people. It's, uh, it's tough. Yeah, and these kind of clients are always going to be circulating in your system. And you're not always going to be able to pick it out uh, in your first consult. I mean, one of the reasons we do consultations here, partly to see if things are a good fit, is to get to know the client and their personality. Big time. Right? I mean, that, that's a huge part of it. The assessment process starts the second you pick up the phone and talk to these people, right? All these things say something about, these, about the individuals you're working with. You know, to give you an example, I had somebody who um, want, they wanted me to work with their son. This is a couple weeks ago. And uh, we spoke on the phone. He's like, listen, I want you to have a Zoom call with my son. Speak to him. I said, okay, sure, I'll speak to him. Spoke to his son. It was great. Followed up with the father. I said, hey, listen, um, I think I can help him. He thinks I can help him, but I won't know for uh, sure unless um, we kind of, you know, talk about it all together. Is there a time that we can all get together on a Zoom call and hammer out the details and see if this is a really good fit for all of us or not? I know it's a lot of time, a lot of effort, but I just want to make sure it's a good idea up front for you to proceed and for, uh, for me to proceed so it can be a fruitful relationship if you decide to pull the trigger on and go ahead with it. He said, fine, that's great. I said, okay, let's follow up Monday. He said, sure. Called him on Monday. No response. Okay, leave it go a couple of days. Call them on Friday. No response. Okay, that's it. That's fine. People, and th this might be a bomb that's hard to diffuse, and you might not even always be able to diffuse. I guess what I'm saying is people have their systems. People have things, and they're going to want to do things the way that they want to do them. And sometimes you can either choose to work with them and do things the way they want to, or you can accept that that's how they are. Or you can accept that that's how they are. Sorry. Other times, though, you can have conversations with people and slowly start changing the direction of the ship, right? Tony Robbins has got this quote where he's got two ships are going side by side sailing at the same direction. And if you change the direction of one of those, you might have said this a couple of weeks ago. Maybe. If you change the direction of one of those, just one degree and you move forward, yep. after a couple hundred meters, not a real difference in, in where they are. But you go on long enough, those ships are going to end up in to two totally different places, part of these conversations that you're having with people are these clients are going in one direction and you can see the direction they're going in in their ship, they're going to crash into land at some point. And you're acting almost like the lighthouse saying like, hey, why don't we just change the course just a little bit right now and get you moving in a bit of a different direction. And over time, you can continue to nurture, have these conversations, nurture and have these conversations so that they actually start seeing the world differently themselves and they start moving forward. Does that help you? Sure, you get to work with them, help somebody, makes you feel good, earn some money, but also, maybe even more importantly, you help them see things a little bit differently. And if they start seeing things differently, the world is going to change. It can change. And it can come down to, honestly, a conversation. That's all it, it might come down to is one conversation at the right time with the wrong person, the right person had in the right way can totally change somebody's exercise experience for the rest of their life. That's why this stuff is so powerful. 
Glenn, what's an example of a client conversation that comes up that's kind of awkward that you've had to deal with a bunch of times? A conversation that's awkward that I've had to deal with a whole bunch of times. I mean, that cancellation one comes up, I think, for most trainers often. Okay. So how does that go, right? Um, hey, Glenn, um, and often by a text, hey, can't make it to the session tomorrow morning, work meeting came up. Right. And so I think this is a great example. This kind of does happen. And so first and foremost, if you set up the expectations of a 24 hour cancellation policy, I mean, this helps to diffuse any awkward conversations. The tough thing that pops up, and I would say that this is an impossible thing to get out of. If you haven't talked about this upfront and older client relationships, this can be a big thing that you still, I would say, reset the expectations with a reassessment, reeducation session. It's kind of awkward, right? But someone sends you a text message and say, hey, work meeting pops up, have to cancel. So if they text message you that, in my opinion, what I do, I never, ever, ever talk about the 24-hour cancellation policy through text message or through a voice note, right? I, would, I have done it in the past where I'll send a voice note. This is ages ago. Hey, thanks so much. Completely understand. I really appreciate you respecting my 24-hour cancellation policy. Um, we'll organize the charge and figure out the balance next time, right? What happens when you do that? Nobody shows up. Ghost. Ghost. But if someone text messages this, the best way to, well, how, would you, how do you handle it? What do you think? How do I handle it? How do you handle it? Yeah. If they text message me, I pick up the phone. I give them a call. Okay. That's so, the first thing I do. So they don't answer, but they come in for the next session. I got it. I, I would, I would, I, so I take them aside. I sit them and say, hey, this would be a bit of a, uh, of a tough conversation with me. I'm, I'm a little fearful that I'm going to push you away and they're not going to want to work with me anymore. But I'd like to, if it's okay with you, discuss the cancellation that happened last session. Would you be open to discussing that with me? Yeah. And how do the people perceive that usually? M almost always they say, sure, let's sit down and talk about it. If it's important to you, I want to talk about it. There was one woman that I worked with and she notoriously missed a bunch of sessions. Nowadays, I don't really have any people in my world like this because I've created a pretty good culture within my clients, which we'll talk about why this all is so important. But she would come in like for a few sessions and then she'd miss one. And I remember her name was Simi. I, I brought her in and I said, Simi, on the second, after the first cancellation, Simi, listen, we missed last session. I do have that 24-hour cancellation policy I spoke to you about before. I'm going to have to charge you for today's session on top of the missed session. And she goes, no, no, I don't think you should. I said, okay. Why don't you think I should? Well, I totally made a mistake. I said, no problem. Tell you what, I agree with you. I won't charge you for today. But when you miss the next appointment, what should I do? She goes, oh, you charge me for the next one for sure. I said, okay, no problem. So what I've done is I've kind of agreed with her. I'm not trying to be too pushy. And I did give her the time because I am thinking about the long-term investment. But I also had her tell me, tell me, charge me for the next one. That's okay. No problem. So she missed another one. And I said, Simi, we missed this appointment. Um, you said last time that I should charge you for this one. Uh, what do you think I should do? She goes, you shouldn't charge me for this one. I said, why do you think I shouldn't charge you for this one? I had a family thing pop up. It was a big, big problem. I said, okay, what should I do next time? She goes, you should charge me for the next one. I said, well, this is what you said last time. If you miss next time, and you say, I shouldn't charge you for the next one. What should I do? <laughs> right? You can see what I'm doing here. So I'm putting her, and I hate saying this, I'm putting her into a corner with her own words. So that way, she has full ownership of whatever happens next. She goes, oh, you should charge me. So she missed the third one. And she came in, and she goes, I'm going to pay for today's session. And so going forward, anytime she missed an appointment, we had that set up. So that took a little bit of dancing around, but, and I did miss a little bit of paid time. But I got to the point where anytime she missed an appointment, um, I was getting paid for it. So I wasn't wasting any of my time. Here's the deal with all of these different strategies, all these upfront conversations and all these putting out fires. What we're trying to do is create a high quality client community, a high quality communicative client community. So that way, if something pops up and something doesn't go well with a client, you have a client that's open to talking to you about it.
Because if I have a list of 30 clients that I see regularly, that are all awesome, they don't miss. If they miss, they email me and say, I'm so sorry, charge, me my, charge my card. And they're all like that. If they refer me a client, it's pretty likely that client's gonna be someone like them. And all of a sudden, this is where you get this nice snowball effect within your business. And you wanna talk about business stuff like for a quick tangent, right? If Glenn and I do the same thing, and then we've got like a weight loss boot camp coach downstairs, and then a Zuba instructor downstairs, and then you've got a hypertrophy coach downstairs, and all in the same business, and our business messaging and what we actually, the problem we solve is super confusing, all those people are gonna bring different types of people into your business. And all these different types of people with different values and preferences are gonna refer more people like them, which is great. But then you get this hodgepodge of all these different soups of people within your business that makes the actual marketing and messaging of strata, whatever you call yourself, really difficult because you got some hypertrophy people over here, you got some people for massage over here, some people for Zumba over here. And I'm not saying they're all not high quality people, but you can't set expectations and you can't get consistency with a referral network and a retention system for any one of them because they're all different. And that seems crazy but a big part of this comes with setting up expectations and even setting up expectations, fitness pro leaders of your trainers and the staff that you have in your world to make sure it's really clear. Hey, we got this thing around a 24 hour cancellation policy. If you miss a session with a client, we do expect you to give them your time. So that way they feel taken care of and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think this is a big conversation to unpack, but ultimately all of this is around LTV lifetime value of a client. Yeah. You know, the whole idea that these because I think a lot of times people who are in the world that we're in here where we work with other, um, other professionals to consult them on helping their businesses, a lot of times, I, I mean, people necessarily, don't necessarily think this in the problem that we have, but a lot of times there's this expectation where like you give me the one tool and tell me the one thing to say and that's going to clear up the problem all the time. And it's not like that. It is a dance, right? I mean, that's why we talk about the stroke reverse nurture or the stroke repeat, um, um, the stroke repeat reverses because we want you getting the information from the clients and telling and having them tell you where they're at, what they're feeling, what you ought to do in that situation um, and what they ought to do in that situation because when it comes from them and it's self-generated, it's far more likely to stick. And sometimes, yeah, you have to have these conversations a couple times, right? But like, again, what's the value of that one client at what you charge per hour if they still see you regularly? Like even they see you twice a month for a year at, at you know, your rate, Brandon, which we, you know, that's your business to discuss if you want. That's not a small chunk of change, right? No. That's not a small chunk of change. And it's important for these clients to understand that you know, this is the way we're gonna do things together. And let's come to an understanding. And like, listen, here's a giant red flag. If a client comes to you and you're having these stroke reverse uh, repeat conversations and you're, they're constantly canceling on you and they don't want to pay you for your time, they're not somebody you want to have in your world to begin with. And listen, we get it. If you're a new trainer and you've got to make some money, you've got bills to pay and you really can't afford to lose anyone right now, sure, you can keep this person in your world as long as you need to, to until you find more quality clients to help build up your business so that you don't have this happening. We, we totally get and understand that, but you don't want to be stuck in this revolving door of clients that are going to, and I, I use the term very loosely, but take advantage of you because, yeah. and all honestly, it's on you. You let them take advantage of you from the get-go by not standing up for the kind of business that you want to run and not having personal integrity, not working on your own identity, right? Your identity being the stuff that's important to you and who you are and being strong enough, right? And having the discipline to say to them, listen, like eventually, and maybe not in these words, but this isn't okay. Right? This is all on you. And we're just trying to give you the tools to chisel out 
what is going to be your perfect business, right? Michelangelo's David is a famous sculpture. It's beautiful sculpture by all standards. It's it's just it's just the embodiment of the perfect whatever male being, whatever you want to call it. But it's chiseled out over time such that it looks that way. And right now, if you're a new professional or if you're a seasoned professional, whatever model of ideal perfect business you've got right now is chiseled to a certain extent. You gotta keep chiseling away at it and it's on you as the artist to come up with the strategies to do that. And we're just a couple of seasoned artists who've got some strategies to help you chisel away, but it ultimately comes down to you. And if you're not willing to have these tough conversations, if you're not willing to be vulnerable with your clients, if you're not willing to have um, and ask the right questions in order to get to where you wanna go and stand up for yourself, you're always gonna be limited in your business. That's why we promote being nomads. Because this is really about you are your own independent person working with a team of people, hopefully all going the same direction, and you've got to have the tools in order to get to where you want to go. Yeah, I mean, Seth Godin really sets us well in the book, This Is Marketing, but everything that you're trying to do is you're trying to set up the opportunity that you're not trying to. You are setting up a niche, unique problem that you solve. And by doing that with a high quality service and precision and amazing skills and amazing results and an amazing experience that you provide, a big part of that amazing experience that separates your specialty service from a commodity is how you deliver information. And awkward information is important to transmit too because an attorney has to deliver bad news to their clients. And you need to be able to tell someone in a professional, concise manner, hey, listen, the strategies that you're currently doing on your own are not helping us. And we need to have a conversation about that. It's hamstringing our ability to succeed. And so this is where you need to work on these conversation strategies. And I would say if you have an awkward conversation that's going to come with a client that you're scared of, because you can see that if you don't talk to them about it, they're going to leave, you got to do it. And I'll give you another quick example. One of my eight-year-long clients referred me a client yesterday, a family friend, very nice lady. We had a long conversation about how her joints are hurting and she wants to use exercise because she's been trying to exercise. And every time she starts exercising, she feels great, but she consistently keeps stopping and she's very touch and go. And so I did some pain funneling with her. And at the end of the conversation, I asked her, Hey, listen, very quickly, you mentioned that you've been touch and go for several years. If you don't mind me asking, how will you not be touch and go with our process? And she goes, that's a really great question. I don't know if I can answer that. Openly, I'm planning on not being touch and go, but given that I've been like that in the past, I can't guarantee that, but I'm gonna try my best. And so she hasn't even come in for a sales conversation and we already know from her past and her own words that she potentially has the opportunity to be a touch and go style person. Okay, so touch and go. So if she's touch and go, there's some elements in her world that we have no control over. In our world, there's an opportunity to maybe make sure we stay on top of her, shorter progression plans. So we set up reassessments every eight months so she knows exactly what direction we're going, keeping her completely informed and keep pushing along and give her the information she needs to make the right decisions to stay in our world. When Brandon says eight months, he means every eight weeks. Eight weeks, every eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. Shorter, shorter plans so we're on top of things with her. And I think that's really powerful. But also that question that I asked her, hey, you said you were touch and go. And then asking about that, that's an awkward thing. But here's the funny thing is most people, Easter eggs, little things in their sentences that you can pick up on, right? Glenn, I'm really excited to work with you. Yeah, I've wanted to get this back stuff sorted. I've been looking to exercise. You know, funds are tight, but I'm really excited to make this happen, right? Funds are tight, right? That little sneak in there. Mm. This creates an opportunity for you really quickly to be like, hey, yeah, I'm really excited to work with you too. Hey, really quickly, you said something really important there. You said... Funds are tight. Do you mind opening that up and just telling me like, we haven't even started the process yet and you're mentioning money. I certainly don't want finances to be a restriction for you. 
Can we talk about that? And then opening that up. So anyway, someone just really quickly, I want to add this in here, said that, damn, you guys are great. Such incredible information. Whoever that is, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Really, really, really love it. Yeah, I know we're trying to give you guys as much information as we possibly can because we really want you to make sure that you keep crushing your business. So a few more things I want to add on to because I know we're getting close to wrap up time. So we've talked about some specific things within um, the techniques here, but there are a couple broad things that you can start applying to these difficult conversations to make them easier. So two things that you may have picked out that Brent, have talked, that Brent and I have talked about in previous podcasts are these two things. One, permission theory. Whenever there is a tough conversation that we want to have, or at least we perceive it to be tough, maybe it's not tough for the client, we always ask permission with the client to have that conversation. It feels much easier for other people if they give consent to something rather than you just jumping into that conversation. Anytime I have a cuff, I'm gearing up to have a tough conversation, I say to my client, hey, listen, there's something that I want to speak to you about that's not directly related to our training. Is it okay if we talk about it together? Right? Something like that. And you can tailor it to whatever part of your conversation or whatever lingo or jargon you want to use. Glenn, can I add one thing to that? I would love if you yeah. did. So Glenn, and a big thing that I know Glenn's going with this, but I want to throw this in there now before we get too far down. These are awkward and scary conversations. So with that exact same thing that Glenn just said, think about what your biggest fear is with that conversation before you enter into it, right? My biggest fear is that you're going to leave if I bring up an awkward business conversation. Can you help me out here? And even say that, hey, client, openly, I get really scared talking to people like you about awkward business things because I'm afraid you're going to leave. If I talk to you about business stuff, are you going to leave? <laughs> and it's super awkward, but you got to bring that up. Sorry for interrupting, but whatever you're scared of, throw it on the table right away. Just well, that was going to be point number two. Oh, I and jumped in. No, that's perfect because <laughs> I think I'm going to layer onto this. And both of you who are watching right now and anyone who's going to rewatch, if you take anything away from this, please let it be this. It's always a good idea. And I very rarely see this, but it's always a good idea to double down on honesty. Always a good idea to double down on honesty. Write it down, make a note of it. This is one of the most important things because any time that, that I've had to have a tough conversation and I either talk to Brandon to get some help on it or another colleague of mine, at Strata, the advice I always get is Glenn, double down on honesty. Just be honest and open with them. And then use this permission theory. Use sharing your greatest fear. And then just be honest and open with them. And that way you can go into the conversation feeling freed up to discuss it with them. But if you're holding on to something and there's this weird mystification and there's some more sort of weird energy or juju or whatever you want to call it, some feeling that you're having, it's not going to come off the way you want it to. I promise you. And the client's going to pick up on it. And they're going to feel awkward about it. And they're going to, and what happens when we feel awkward about things or we feel uncomfortable, we divert to putting our shell up and closing off. But if you're open and you're honest and you're vulnerable, other people can't help you help but be open and honest so honestly double down on honesty with people it's always going to put you in the right direction i promise you i promise you awesome you yeah. know what i think this is a really productive conversation and mm -hmm. i'm really excited about this I, we want to make sure that two things one if you have client conversations that are awkward for you work on actually getting outside of your comfort zone in the CEO version of you and dealing with those conversations. Problems that don't get dealt with, like Len was just saying, turn into much bigger problems. You gotta squash them up front. And second, if you're like, well, I don't wanna do that. This freaks me out, this is weird. You have to understand that it plays into the lifetime value of your client. 
the lifetime value of your business. And if you're looking at scaling and growing your personal training studio and you have staff or any of these awkward relationships, these relationships and you have an awkward situation, you have to button them up. Mm -hmm. You have to, because if you don't, they will snowball into bigger problems. They have to. So you got to put yourself in that uncomfortable zone to make it rain solutions and be super open with your communication. If, you, if you've got issues, uh, you're going to have a poor foundation. As you try to build on that relationship, that foundation is going to crumble and the relationship is going to crumble. If any of you are struggling with awkward conversations, Glenn and I were talking and Glenn will do a free half hour training with you. A quick call to talk to you about what conflicts you're dealing with and talk to you about how you can actually break that down and come up with solutions right away, whatever it is. And he'll see how he can help you using all the skills and everything that we've created in the Fitness Pro Mentors and the Fitness Pro Leaders Program to help you make it rain. But I think this would be a great time to talk about Glenn's Pick of the week. What's your pick of the week, man? Now, I had I had a couple I was playing around with. I was going to say ecosystems, but I think we should actually do a podcast on your ecosystem in terms of the tech that you use and how it all goes together to streamline things. So I'm going to pick a more specific pick of the week, which is Canva. Now, I don't know if we've talked about Canva in terms of a pick of a week just yet. Not yet. Or, so my pick of the week is Canva. Canva is almost like a layman's streamlined online Adobe Photoshop. They've made it really easy for you to create your own designs, like thousands of templates to choose from, and literally anything, YouTube art, Instagram art, Facebook art, invitations, posters, graphics, you name it, you can work on there. And they have an amazing free-to-use model. Their free-to-use model is actually insane and ridiculous. Now, at Strata, we've upgraded, I think, for like 15 bucks a month or something like that to get their premium. It's a bit more. A bit more, that's okay. It's great. It's amazing. It is absolutely fantastic. And there's a lot of great things we can do with it, but all of the art that we make for Fitness Pro Mentors, for our own Strata uh, Strata Internal Performance Facebook group, we all do it through Canva. One of the features that we discovered recently that I really like is I can actually schedule posts right from Canva right to our pages. So I don't have to worry about saving and downloading this thing, then re-uploading it, then writing all my copy, and then scheduling it, da-da-da-da. I can do that all from the Canva uh, website, and it's got a little content planner so I can see what's coming out when. It's absolutely beautiful. My pick of the week, especially if you're into streamlining, and you should be, because if you're reaching for the stars, you need to have something, uh, some kind of system to get there, some kind of ecosystem. Make Canva part of your ecosystem for all your Instagram and Facebook stuff. Again, Free to use, great freemium version, premium, even better if you want to add that in there. I can't recommend it enough. I love Canva. Openly, everybody. Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I want to throw this out there. Glenn mentioned that we were, he was going to say ecosystems. Tomorrow's 10 a.m. business training that we're doing in our Fitness Pro Nomads group, which is exclusive to our mentors and our leadership program, um, we're actually talking about business ecosystems. And it's not just tech, but it's the whole infrastructure to build an ecosystem like the Apple ecosystem, which I'm really excited about. But hey, listen, if you're like, hey, I don't know about this mentorship and leaders thing, it sounds like it's pretty expensive, but you want support for your exercise study groups, talk about advanced muscles, talk about business, social media training, and you want weekly live groups to keep you accountable. We've got, I think it's like 15 different free trainings each month that we offer, not free, pardon me, uh, exclusive trainings, high quality trainings in our nomads group. And if you want to talk about it, it is really inexpensive to join. Please check it out. But Glenn also on Wednesday in the afternoon is doing a training on exactly this topic, defusing bombs and making sure your client relationships are super high quality. So if you're Watching this in the Fitness Pro Mentors group, you'll be checking it out. If you have any friends that are trainers that could benefit from learning about defusing bombs, they're not going to want to miss it. Wednesday afternoon, it's going to be awesome. But my pick of the week, 
I'm actually going to pick a book because I am consistently blown away by Seth Godin's delivery of information around marketing and marketing material. And so if you're like, hey, I want to get better at marketing. I don't know where to start. Get the audiobook or the real book of This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. It's amazing. Honestly, I have listened to it probably like four or five times. And every time I listen to it, he Easter eggs so many amazing pieces of information within one or two sentences. That's just fantastic. So I'm going to throw, check out Seth Godin's This Is Marketing. If you have read it, comment below, even in the future, what your favorite part of that book was. And I'd love to talk to you more about it. Brandon. Another delicious, successful episode of the Minds and Muscle podcast. These things keep getting better and better. I love doing this every week. This might be one of my favorite things to do every week. Not kidding. I love it. I love it. Hey, everyone. So Minds on Muscle podcast brought to you by Fitness Pro Mentors. Super excited. Like we said, if you're struggling with awkward business conversations, Glenn would love to do like a half hour free training with you, a little conversation audit to help you get the most information out of your process so you can have better high quality relationships, but you need to have high quality referrals. You need growth systems. You need your retention systems. And a lot of those come down to how well you're doing things right now inside your business. And Hey, we're going to be hosting a really cool webinar where myself, Glenn and Taylor are going to be doing some really exclusive training on a Friday. Really excited about it. And Hey, I'm working on getting the infrastructure set up to have a super awesome summit with six guest speakers in Q4, and I'm super stoked for it. Just working to get in the tech organized. We got some really cool stuff coming for FPM. So stick around. Glenn, thanks so much, man. Great episode today, Brandon. Thanks for having me, even though I'm here every week. I love you guys. Take care, everyone. Bye, everybody. See you. Talk to you soon.